All right, we are back, and we have a very, very special guest. Not that any of our previous guests haven't been super special, but I mean it. This is the biggest get of the podcast history. He's sitting there looking very uncomfortable right now. But ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam. Hey, welcome back. How are we doing tonight? Uh, great, man. I'm, I'm back here as a guest. Well, you're the podcast co-host emeritus and founder. <laughs> you're always welcome back, whether it's as a guest or back as a co-host. You know that, Brian. Well, thank you. You know, we're going to, we might have to do more of these because it's yep. kind of fun talking about movies and it's not something I got to do a lot of. Yeah, so Brian, Brian, we're we're doing this in my basement live, um, in the home, you know, right next to the home theater that is shaped like a dog leg left. Uh, so we got the podcast studio behind it. Brian came and we we viewed his documentary. What was it, about a month ago now, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and boy, I was just blown away. And I I know I'm biased. You can can claim all my bias all you want. But man, I really enjoyed it and had a lot of fun talking about it and with movies. And actually, uh, let's see, it is six o'clock right now, and we are four hours too early to do Zack Snyder's new film, which comes out on Netflix in about four hours. What and boy, the heck is his new film? Oh, Rebel Moon. Oh, I saw a preview for this. Yeah, so I can't wait to talk to you about that one, although I know oh. you're not big into the whole online stuff, so. Well, you know. I'm, you might make it make I'm, an exception. I'm uh, I'm 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 adapting. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay, we'll have to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, in the meantime, Brian, since uh you went on your little sabbatical here, mm. you went to the West Coast. Yes. You came back to the East Coast. Mm. Uh, you're no longer in Maryland, though. You're a little bit further south now, right? North Carolina. North Carolina. And uh, did you learn anything on your journey? You know, man, you got to go away sometimes. Mm -hmm. There and back again, right? Did you walk the earth like Kane from Kung Fu? <laughs> <laughs> there was a little of that going on, for sure. Okay. You know. So, uh, let, me, let me just, before we get into all this... Sure. Stuff about the the movie. Here. Yeah. Let, let's just uh, you know, Sam and I reconnected here uh, just a, a little while back. Um, I told him I'm moving back to the East Coast, and um, you know, Sam, I, I really want to tell you how much I appreciate. <clears throat> you know, not many people these days value getting together in person. Oh yeah. Yeah, especially post-pandemic, I'm all for it. You know, people like hiding behind their computers yep. and, uh, you know, I'm all hashtag couch co-op. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, put it, to put it in video games terms, mm -hmm. just because it, it, it is important to to actually see your friends, yep. to visit, to make time to actually leave your house, get out of your pajamas and go somewhere and hang out for a yep. bit. Yep. And what better place to go and hang out than Sam's Home Theater? Yeah, anytime. You're all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you, Brian. You know, I, I I know we were, you know, compatriots on Home Theater Forum for a while and then co-hosts for a while, but you'll be a friend for life, so you're welcome here anytime. Well, thanks, man. I to to the to the folks at the Home Theater Forum who 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 know me, which is just a few of you. 
I, I, uh, you know, I, I miss you guys. It's, it's a community I've belonged to since 2001, I think. Yeah. Home theater will never leave me. I'm currently without one where I live now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have been for a while. Have right? been for a while. Yeah. So I still got my golden ears. They're just all wrapped <laughs> up in, in uh, you know, <clears throat> packing material at this point. Um, but you know, movie. I did manage to get out to the theater. I told you this last. Yeah. Time. I did manage to go to, to the theater this summer to watch two of the greatest films this year. Probably, you know, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh, uh, well, you know, <laughs> one of them, yes, Oppenheimer, yes. I haven't yet seen Barbie. Okay, well, that's my, that's my good, bad, and ugly. And I forgot to ask you if you have one of those, so I'll not tell oh, you. Oh, I got. I, I thought about okay. it on the way up. Okay, I got good. one for you. Good, 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 good. I uh, can't wait to see Barbie. Um. <clears throat> The other one was Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever number it is, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, it's Tom Cruise and Mission yes. Impossible. I'm going to see it. Yep. It's the best Bond movie ever, not starring a <laughs> James Bond. So uh, I enjoyed my time. I went, to go the, I went to go see them by myself. Nice. Okay, which I got popcorn. Mm-hmm. I got soda. Yep. I got a great seat. Yep. Okay, and I'm like, I got it. There's hardly anybody in the theater. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle of the day, so you get out of the theater and you got the rest of the day. Sure. So, you know, not like you got to rush home and go to sleep. But I, I, home theater, movies, it, it's all inside me here. It'll never go away. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just, uh, I, I had to, to do some different things in life. Um, and I wasn't able to really contribute uh, what the podcast needed mm-hmm. of me, what the home theater forum com- needed of me, so... Um, and, uh, long, you know, to fast forward a little bit, um, I was compelled to get in the game. So sure. To speak. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. that creative outlet, right? You know, I, I just, we'll, we'll get into it, but Sam, there was, there was just something that was calling to mm-hmm. me and storytelling. Yeah. 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 Is, is, a, is, is powerful as we mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Most of us who are home theater aficionados, yes, we like to talk about the gear. Yeah. Okay. How low your subwoofer can go. (laughs) 14. The size of... 14. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The size of your screen. Yeah, 120. Your HDR, (laughs) you know. Yeah, not so good down here. You've got theater seating at two levels. Yes. Seven point... You've got Dolby Atmos down here? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. 714, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, believe me, all that's great to geek out on, but yeah. at the heart of all this... It's the stories. Are the stories. Yeah. You know? And a lot of us are, are like, stunted storytellers, right? I tell people, I, I thought I was going to be a filmmaker as a kid, and uh, brain tumors and obesity and just different life choices drove me in different directions. But, man, you've done it. you got a movie under your belt. Now, hang on a second, Sam. Yeah, Okay. Because you have a part to play here, too. Okay. And we're going to get this on a record right now. All right. All right. Rewind two, three years. Right after I move out to uh, the, the West Coast. Yeah. Okay, I lived in Washington State for a few years. And right after I got out there, I decided I was going to start up uh, basically an independent production. Okay. And, and I, I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't. I wasn't familiar with the tech. Sure. The photography side of things. Yeah. And I knew you were a photographer. Yep. So I, I originally reached out to you, Sam. I'm like, Sam, I, I need to get up to speed with cameras yep. and lighting. Yeah, yeah. Point me in the right direction. Sure. I can spend other people's money on camera <laughs> stuff as well as I can for home theater stuff, Brian. 
So, so Sam, I have to say, you you were the one who helped me first get back. Cool. Into I I've used camcorders twenty years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. but nothing like pro pro technology, you know, no pro gear or anything. So. You talked to me about mirrorless cameras. Mm -hmm. We talked about you know which ones did video. I was more interested in the video side of things. Sure, yeah. But I, I knew that DSLR cameras were doing video, right? You yep. know, and you could use the different lenses and and I'd goofed around with that a little bit, but never really did anything professional on the video side. But so mm -hmm. I'm glad my advice was helpful. Well, yeah, and then you recommended a couple of books. I remember just reading them cover to cover. Mm -hmm. Understanding lighting, yeah, exposure, uh, all that, yeah. exposure, yeah. yeah. We the book was even called Un yeah. Understanding Exposure, exposure right? Brian Peterson, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Man, this is great. Yeah, what I recommend that to everybody. So we'll put that in the show notes. I gotta thank you, Sam. Oh, uh, well, you're quite welcome. Because you you just you you just patted me on the back. Yep. So okay. Go so do good things. Sent me on my way. Yep. All right, and. Uh, the, the project I was working on wasn't related to what we're going to be talking about today, but I mm -hmm. learned a lot by doing. Well, it, it seems you really did because the tech stuff is amazing, and we'll get into that. Mm, thank you. So, so Sam, you you were at the beginning of this journey. You've been with me. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got to say that I'm... You know, personally speaking, I'm I'm still sort of in this chrysalis phase of my life. Okay, I've I've moved back to the East Coast. I uh, I just got finished making this documentary. I, I don't know really what's next for me. Sure, yeah. yeah. I'm just kind of doing living by day by day. At well, this point. I I really hope Brian. If I have dreams for anybody, it's that the right group of people sees this film and gives it the respect that it deserves because I I was all smiles for the whole time with you sitting next to me watching this thing I'm going god damn he did it man he he <laughs> he he knocked it out of the park on round 1 so if this is your first thing you know I can't wait to see what you do next well thanks man I I guess I guess we can get into it you know I had a couple of years warming up but yep. I I there was you know I I was compelled to do this mm -hmm. Even though I knew it was not something I've ever thought about doing before, yeah. it was a huge undertaking. I felt like it was outside of, uh, you know, my expertise to do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's when you grow is when you are challenged by things. Uh, I mean, Brian, I expected you to go write another screenplay and bring that to the blacklist and mm -hmm. and get it that way because I I enjoyed your first script. I I knew it had flaws and knew that it you know, showed first-time writer on it. Mm. But if you'd asked me last year, is Brian going to do a documentary film all on his own, filmed, written, produced, everything? I was like, I mean, he's got it in him. Is he actually going to do it? I know. I don't know. I know. How'd you do it? I know. You just sheer force of will? Uh, yeah, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm reading this book on genetics about genetic profiles and such, and there yeah. are some people whose genetic profile lends lends itself well to just assigning themselves a task mm -hmm. and getting it done. Okay. Okay. And they will not let anything stop them. I just so happen to be one of those people. All right. Now, 
this th this may not be compatible with other people so some people might see you as just like totally work driven you can't relax man yeah you gotta relax <laughs> okay i'm not one of those types of people yeah. i need i know i need to do a little bit more relaxing yeah, okay the, i get the, it the type a i would never guess that from I, you i'm yeah, not sure it's just type a yeah. it's just just driven to, yeah. to to do whatever it is that you you know you will you're not a slacker. I'm mm -hmm. not a slacker. I can't. I can't slack around. Oh, I can. You know, <laughs> people don't believe that about me, but I'm I'm a, a slacker at nature, and I think that's why I got into computers. You just automate all this shit and uh, and, and yeah. let it go. But yeah, no. Um, I think like me, you're one of the kinds of folks that you know. It at the top of line on the resume, it says relatively smart. I mean, I don't think I'm a genius, but you know, I, I I'm relatively smart. And then line two is get shit done, mm. and I think we have that in common, and right. I th and I think that that goes a long way to to driving away the 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 uh, you know putting stuff off and you know getting well, things accomplished. Let me add this too. I actually came across a, re a recent article when I was browsing LinkedIn from just another independent filmmaker mm -hmm. okay, who wrote an article basically saying how um, <clears throat> there is a growing number of independent filmmakers who are taking on the roles of all in one. Yeah. Director, editor, writer. Yeah. Okay, et cetera. Uh, just because they just, so the tools now. Oh, yeah. That we have available to us. Dude, if I'd had this at seven, my life would have gone on a completely different trajectory. I'm sure of it. Mm -hmm. And every, so we have the advantage of having uh, inexpensive technology mm -hmm. to help us do things yep. and you, you kind of get the basics of how to do things. And, you know, if, if you point a camera at something, a high quality camera at something, it's going to shoot something really nice. Yeah. Okay. And you can download high quality editing software, yada, yada, yada. Um, <clears throat> and, but I have to say, it's not all automatic. No. And you got to start with the, the idea and the story. Right. And that's, that's a bridge too far for a lot of people. Yes, there is that component of it, but what what I'm saying here is everything that I've done creatively in my life has led me to this. Yep. Okay, early on I was a musician, mm -hmm. which I'll talk about why later, but it it directly inspires how I edit. Okay. Well, because the music's the one thing that you didn't do yourself, and that really surprised me. And I want to hear the story there. Well, I'm I'm a musician. It it it's, it it uh, it actually it helps inform my editing process. Mm -hmm. And because I'm so familiar with being a musician and music and et cetera, the rhythm. Yeah. All right. And and how how music can move you. Yeah. Uh, I paid a lot of attention to. I wanted to make sure that this production had a good score. Yeah, okay. and it does for sure. Um, but how I edit things to music so that 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 synerg they work in synergy. You know what I mean? So so there's the music as aspect of it. As you know, I wrote a screenplay, so mm -hmm. the creative writing aspect of it too. Yep. Um, and then uh, you know, just learning about video cameras and yeah the the tech and, and the yeah. lighting and all that kind of stuff so i had to rely on years of experience to be able to know how to do this you know i'm i'm hoping that what you see here is a professional production i, I believe it is yeah yeah and and you talk about the techs and and if you go on any online forum for cameras and stuff like that i'd say 98 percent of those people are camera and tech dudes 
and and it's always dudes, right? It's it's never <laughs> no, it's it and it sucks, man. <laughs> but it's always these tech bros who are all about tech specs and so, like, well, what the fuck did you produce with this? Well, I got some really nice test prints, and it's like, no, Brian took a little bit of information about you know cameras, and he produced something pretty incredible with it. Thank you. Uh, if I had, uh, so, so I did. 90% of this myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. If uh if I had the luxury of hiring out, mm-hmm. okay, and having a team of dedicated specialists, it would have turned out better, of course. I don't know. Well, you know, like if I yeah. had somebody who really knew lighting, yeah, really yeah. knew yeah. cinematography. Sure, that's fair. You know what I mean? I I consider myself to be an editor first. Okay. And uh after working with talent on camera, I sort of have become uh, a director. You, yeah, and you, you pick I mean? you pick up a lot of those skills by sponging and you know mimicking and and you know developing your own process mm-hmm. and style and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So so knowing how to work with talent is is one of the things I, I really grew into and really appreciated doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 it all started with editing. Okay. And that's my favorite thing to do because that's that's where the magic happens. Okay. It all comes together. You get all the stuff. You, you put it all together. So we've laid the groundwork here. Maybe we we can. Uh, talk more specifically about the the film now but sure yeah well why don't you tell us the name of it first of all all right very simply yeah blue planet red okay and as i told you when we just uh just before we started film, i it just it sticks in my head that i want to mm-hmm. call it red planet blue right because I we always know. think of mars is the red planet right but it, it's that juxtaposition i think that will make people you know take notice Yes. So, so the film is about when I say film, I'm using it interchangeably sure. with documentary. Film yeah. just is, is easier, yeah. and and it's digital too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no film involved, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, it's one of these words that is, is adapted that. But, sure. Um, the film is about Mars. Yep. Okay. We know Mars as the red planet. Yes, dead red planet. Mm-hmm. Yep. The thing is. It wasn't always red. Well, you have evidence in, that you're bringing to light that seems to pretty convincingly say that that's true, but that's not the accepted scientific. Well, the the the, the conventional accepted scientific community mm-hmm. uh, that they're let me rephrase that the scientific community now generally agrees Mars used to have a lot of water on it. Yep. Oceans, yep. lakes, rivers. We see evidence of that all over the planet. Right. That used to be in contention. Yep. It mm. isn't anymore. No. And and there's overwhelming evidence to show that that's overwhelming the case. evidence, yeah. which we you know we talk about in the film. We don't dwell on it because it's it's so kind of accepted now. We don't right. need to do a lot of convincing. Sure. There. So if you accept once you make that your starting point, Mars used to have water on it. Okay. It used to be another blue planet. Sure, yeah, by by definition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can't have water like that without an atmosphere right. like yeah. the one we have here on Earth. More or less, right? Because the yeah. the, the atmospheric pressure requires requires um, rather to have liquid water requires a requires a high atmospheric pressure. This is sort of geeky, yeah. all right? But it, it is the whole premise of the movie. Mars used to have a high atmospheric pressure, just like Earth. Yep. It used to have a lot of liquid water, just like Earth. It used to be 
our little our little brother blue planet yeah okay and it used to be a blue planet before earth was a blue planet yep all right so that's that's the whole premise but what happened to it mm-hmm. now it's red it's dead the atmosphere is missing yep and there's no more water what happened to mars yep and does your film address that <laughs> <laughs> you darn right it does. Yeah, sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. And um so I, I I guess the the conjecture here is that any planet like this could go through cycles of life and verdancy and you know bl- blue water and things like that and then lose it leading us to think, you know, could this happen to Earth? Yes. If you I was just even reading an article this morning about how they suspect Venus used to have water on it. Mm-hmm. Its atmosphere is a greenhouse effect on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, uh, so that's, you know, one of the main concerns about, you know, climate science here on Earth sure. is if carbon dioxide gets to such a, an extent, well, the greenhouse effect would heat up the planet and then it could go out of control. We're right. not going to go off on greenhouse gases right. here tonight. But... Uh, but there is evidence to suggest that Venus, you know, it's a terrestrial planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we have unlike a gas giant or something. Ga- or exactly. Yeah. So we have one neighbor to our right and one neighbor to our left. One with too much of an atmosphere, one with too little, and we're yeah. right in the middle. Right. Where the, everything's good. Where they, what do they call that? The bullseye zone or something like the that? Goldilocks. Goldilocks zone. Yeah. 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 And we're in danger of. Either taking ourselves out of that, or you know, you know that. I mean, there's the old saying: space is hard, right? And space is impossible, right? To so to find this Goldilocks mm-hmm. condition, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you've got water or not, is you know something worth preserving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, we'd like to see this go on for you know millions, if not billions, of years. So, yes. So. When I, if you rewind 20 years ago, I remember seeing this image on some random online forum, what appeared to be this face on Mars. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay? Yeah. Didn't think anything of it, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, every, and, and, and I knew just like everybody else, Mars was the red planet. Yeah. And it's just a desert wasteland. Okay? Fast forward to last year where I'm just getting into ancient megalithic architecture pyramids as one does graham yeah. hancock and yeah. ancient apocalypse and all that kind of stuff and looking into ancient human history uh i found myself i wound up on mars i'm mm-hmm. like how did i get here what's going on here welcome uh, to the internet right yeah i know <laughs> a few rabbit holes later sure and, and, and i end up on mars and what i what i discovered was that there's an entire there is a variety of research as it relates to this question of whether or not there was life on Mars, how habitable the planet was, mm-hmm. there's so much research that I'm not going to say was suppressed. That sounds a little conspiratorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hasn't been given a fair shake. Yep. Okay, for one reason or another. And I'm sitting here wondering to myself, why hasn't anyone put this together mm-hmm. and made a film about this? Right. And then I had this internal dialogue with myself i said well brian you're a filmmaker (laughs) yep you could do it yep i said no i can't not 
are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, make a movie, okay. Yeah. Right. I'm used to making two to three to four to ten minute videos. Yep. You know, nothing like this. Because to do this right, right. Yeah. meant spending some money. It meant flying, traveling, which I hate doing. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. I'm a homebody. Yeah. Maybe that's changing now, yeah. but I'm, a, I'm usually a homebody. Okay. Yeah. Because what most people do these days, what, okay, yes, what Zoom and Skype have made common is just doing interviews online, yep. and that's great. We can churn things out quickly, but that's, that's. Well, I mean, you and I proved that we, you know, have the skills to do this. We've done <laughs> between me and you. Uh, we got 47 episodes in the tank, and you were a big part of 25 of them, Brian. So there's skills there, it, yes. and it's a muscle. We it's, built those muscles out. And it's perfectly serviceable for most applications. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to do something more for this material. Yep. I needed something, some way to elevate the material because, sure. I, 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 again, I felt as though it wasn't getting a fair shake. Yeah, and if you just did it as a podcast, right, it wouldn't necessarily get the exposure that a, 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 a real documentary film would, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, exposure, there's, you know, you got to work for that. Yeah. But what I wanted the viewing audience to understand inherently mm -hmm. is that they need to take this more seriously than they would if they had just heard it yeah. on a podcast yeah. or read it in an article because the information that's in this film, Sam, is already out there on the internet. Yeah. And that's how I discovered it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm putting all the pieces together. I'm like, how come no one has put it all together? Right. You know, so... Well, why didn't the scientists put it all together, right? What Scientists are going to science. Yeah. They're not storytellers. Right, yeah. And I have two dozen people interviewed in, in this film. Some mm -hmm. of them hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different perspectives and different life goals and Some things like that. Some of them like just that. vehemently disagree so much they don't want any association with the other yeah. guy. And I'm like, yeah. come on, guys. Yeah. See the bigger picture yeah. here. So they're 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 hyper focused on their line of work. Yeah. Over here, over here, over here. And that's what scientists should do. Yeah. Okay. Where they need help is with public relations. Yeah. That's something I think I can move the needle on. Yeah. I hope so. So I'm like, okay, Brian, to do this right, you gotta spend some money. Yeah. You gotta travel. Uh you've got a job right now, so you got income. Better start doing it now. Yeah. And and now was on New Year's Day of 2023, I received an email back from one of the people I feature in this film whose work I was, uh, it pushed me over the edge into saying, Brian, you have to do this. Mm -hmm. If he's in, you're doing this. Yep. Okay. And so for those keeping score at home, mm. so New Year's Day or December 21st, so in between here and there, not to give away the story, but you wrote, directed, interviewed, edited, scored, wrote the Blu-ray authoring for, and shipped a Blu-ray, you know, <laughs> shipped the Blu-ray and got the film in under, I mean, it would. I saw it in the 11th month. That seems like an impossibility, Brian. Well, you know, I just was determined to do it. Yeah. I had a window of opportunity, Sam, and, you know, when, when you're inspired, you got to do it. Do it, do it. Yeah. And you, I mean, Sam, you literally, you literally have the Blu-ray here, right in front of you. The first one you've given out, right? Yes. Yeah. You yes. gonna sign it for me? Oh, hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right. 
So it, it is kind of amazing, you know. I I, uh, I I I I I couldn't a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was talking myself out of this. I'm yeah, like, there's no way I can do this. You know, you have that doubt in your mind. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, you're gonna make a movie? Like seriously, yeah. just like yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Imposter but, syndrome, but, right? Yes. Yeah. You get over it. Yeah. And then once you're doing it, it's just like you don't know how it's going to end up. You don't know yeah. where it's going to land, but you just have to finish it. Yeah. So You must have a hell of a support system. Did your family think you were crazy, or were they on board from day one? Oh, my wife thought I was crazy. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my kids, you know, they, they're they still young, so they yeah. think it's dad's fun project. And, yeah. you know, they come in and out and say, oh, what's he doing? Oh, he's working on his movie. Yeah. You know, so, but they're kids, so. Sure. I'm just I'm just goofy old dad to them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, fortunately, when I started the movie, you know, my my job really didn't require much of me. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I took a chance, did what I had to do to yep. get this done. This this just it was it was calling to me. So yeah. I had to do it. Well, you answered the siren song and you got it done, man. That's more than most people. So yeah, that's well, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Thanks, man. Um. So. Again, so, the 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 movie itself is you know the the blueprint planet red you have uh, gathered the scientific evidence together. Mm-hmm. You have interviewed the participants, uh, again, some of whom are not friendly to each other, and you've made your case here. And at least from my perspective, you make a pretty darn strong you know, um, pile of evidence. And do you think, um, do you think there's... Anything controversial about it at this point, or you think you know that this is a open and shut case? And again, science doesn't work that way, but mm. but yeah, uh, 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 the scientific community would consider most of what is in this film highly controversial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before I continue, um, you want to pause? No. Okay. But for those listening, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna we're on team no spoilers. Yep. Okay. If you want, we can do a spoiler section at the end. But for, for okay. right now, I'm gonna try to preserve because sure. I, I approach this not just like a tip, typical documentary. Okay. I approach this with a cinematic perspective. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I wanted this to be feel more like a film. Yeah. And less like a boring history. Ch- this is not History Channel. Yeah. Okay. This is not. It's H- almost like a murder mystery, right? <laughs> I mean, really, you, the planet got murdered. How did it happen? Yes. And, and can we bring it back from that, or are we mm-hmm. going to be the next in line? So, you know, getting back to the face on Mars, yeah, which brings a whole lot of baggage, yeah, brings a whole lot of skepticism, yada yada yada. How mm-hmm. do you confront that? Yeah, and there's so much in this film, so much to Mars that that uh, that does invite. As I say in the film, it invites a healthy dose of skepticism, and right. it's, it's that, that's that's fine, that's R- fair. Right. I mean, if I mean, all you have to do is go on cable TV, and there's pseudoscience on channel after channel after channel, and and there's none of that to be found here. There's there's this is what we found, this is what we believe, and you know, based on the scientific process, if we learn something different, we're going to adjust our hmm. our beliefs and knowledge systems. Yeah. So the most dramatic element of this movie was the one that, that pushed me over the edge to say, Brian, you have to do this. But yeah. before I <laughs> rolled, rolled film, quote, unquote, <laughs> uh, I, I had to you know, do my due diligence and see if I could disprove 
this in any way, mm-hmm. all right? I'm, I'm purposely being vague because I don't want to spoil sure, it. Sure, yeah. But the, the, one, the, the one major element that, that really said, Brian, you have to do this. I worked like hell to try to find... <clears throat> to try to find an alternative explanation that would explain what it is. Right. Uh, you know, Almost like the 10th man kind of thing, right? You, you got to, you know, be the devil's advocate against yourself yes. on it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of that in this film to varying degrees, yep. right? But what I, what gave me the confidence in moving forward was the f- fact that this, while most of this you've probably never heard of, mm-hmm. okay, and would probably have no interest in, all right, because the, you know, I got nothing against the mainstream media, yeah, all right, but Mars isn't really a sexy topic, okay, so right. it's no wonder that they're not covering, yeah, it, aside from the rovers that they send up who mm-hmm. take these cute little selfies, okay, and so, every time Elon has something interesting to say about it, yeah, yeah, so. Kudos, you know, uh, cr- credit to Elon for reigniting our interest in Mars, sure, but it's really yeah. the humans to Mars colonization aspect of it, yeah. not not this question of life yeah. and, and the habitability of the planet. Uh, but what I found was the research was so watertight that I felt so comfortable moving forward enough to put my personal and professional reputation on the line. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and when I first said, Sam... I got a movie. It's about <laughs> Mars. You're probably thinking, why the hell is he making a movie about Mars? Well, unless you're Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, yeah. You son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I told you I'd have the buttons. There ready. we go. I made sure Sam had his buttons all <laughs> queued up, ready to go. So, one way to talk about the film without giving away spoilers here yeah. is to ask questions. Sure. Yeah, okay? yeah. And I think one question a lot of people want to know is, is there now or was there ever life on Mars? Right, yeah, yeah. And if we say life on Mars, what kind of life are we talking about? Because rewind just a second. If, there, if, if we now accept that there used to be a lot of water, where we find water, we usually find Life yeah, here, at least, you know, is what if you're you saying. Have, if you have a source of energy, mm-hmm. so the, the right combination of amino acids, okay, and water, you will find life. You yep. will find life in the strangest of places here on Earth, yeah. high in the stratosphere, in the Antarctic, in the frozen ice. Yeah. You will find bacteria. You know, yeah. thermal vents in the, the thermal ocean. vents in the Marianas Trench kind of deal. Yeah, it's every, it, yeah, deep yeah. in the planet's yeah. crust. Ev- yep. Everywhere we find in these extreme conditions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you've ever heard of this this concept of panspermia. Yes. Okay. I I know what it means, but why don't you tell the audience? Panspermia. It's got a. It's a funny name. I know. <laughs> Let's get the giggles out. It's this idea that microbial life hitches a ride on a meteorite on a meteor that becomes a meteorite right. uh, through space. Because if, if it can withstand the vacuum of space deep embedded in a meteorite, right. all right, and then enters in a planet's atmosphere, it can, it can, in theory, seed a planet after traveling vast distances through yep. space. Because it's not affected the same way we are. As right, and, w- and we've, s- we've seen life here on Earth be able to survive those crazy conditions and mm-hmm. go into hibernation and things like that, too. Right. So that that's not that big a leap, right? It, it's not, especially because since the 90s, 
as we as we as we uh, remind the viewer. Okay, in the '90s, some of some of the listeners may remember that there was there was a famous meteorite that Bill Clinton talked about at a press conference. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's called the Allen Hills meteorite, and it was discovered in Antarctica in 1984. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they, they cracked it open. This is NASA, okay? They cracked it open, and what they found was something that looked like a little tiny microscopic worm fossil. Yeah, burrowing kind of thing. Okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, keep in mind, this is not living. It's, right. it's a fossil. It's old as yeah. fossil. But it's been debated back and forth over the years. I still find it in my Huffington Post news feed. <laughs> like, that's how big it is. It's yeah. still debated to this day on yeah. ma- mainstream media. Whether or not it was compromised by you know local life type thing, well, or whether it... well, it was it's a fossil, so they know it wasn't anything contaminating it, like active micro microbiology contaminating it. Right. It's just whether or not, based on the morphology, based on what it looks like, mm-hmm. okay, is Excuse it me. is it uh, is it a little microscopic worm or isn't it not? People go mm-hmm. back and forth on it. Okay, now I met a guy. His name is Professor Richard Hoover. Mm-hmm. He worked for NASA for four decades. He led their astrobiology department. Mm-hmm. Let's repeat that. <laughs> a guy who worked for four decades as NASA's lead astrobiologist. Okay, astrobiology is looking for life in outer fucking space. Yeah. He has published dozens of articles in peer-reviewed journals with photographs showing what arguably are much better examples of microfossils in a meteorite. Okay? Now, what does this mean? It means, well, as we, as we uh, demonstrate in the film, because I was sitting down with him, I'm like, okay, so this is what you say, and I, and I, have, to, I have to quiz him. Like, well, what do you say to people say, when people say this was just contaminated, and mm-hmm. he gives his reasons why. Sure. Okay. And I said, well, you know, if 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 only we had a photograph, because the Allen Hills is there's this famous photograph that keep posting online. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said, if only we had a photograph of your work. And he looks at me, he's like, huh. Yeah. And he whips out his <laughs> tablet, and he just starts showing me stuff. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. To the untrained eye, I can tell whatever that is in that photograph doesn't look like part of the rock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what he was showing me was microfossils, not active biology, but yeah. microfossils. Sure. All right? In something called the Orgeal meteorite, which fell in France in 1864. Okay? Yeah. So I don't know how you get any more credible than a NASA scientist who worked as the <laughs> astrobiology department lead yeah. showing us his work. Right. Okay, now why you haven't heard of that? Why I hadn't heard of that? I don't know. All right, now where the meteorite is from is called in, into question, but we addressed that in the film. Uh, but what I'm saying is that here there are better examples yeah. answering this question. Okay, is there microbial life elsewhere in the universe? Right. Has it has it come here to Earth? Can we can we look at it in meteorites and as we show in the film, I've got receipts. I wouldn't yeah. have made this fight if I couldn't re- source back to articles or to official right. NASA photographs, et cetera. And it's not just one meteorite. It's, you know, multiples that have been, you know, observed by, 
you know, more than just a single NASA scientist. It's, yes. Yes. It's, yeah, widespread. Yes. So, so, so I'm giving away a little bit of the film here. Yeah. Okay. But I'm only doing so because as, as, uh, as a society here, we, we're already, we're already familiar with this concept yeah. of micro fossils. Okay. The Allen Hills. All right. And yeah. all I'm saying is that that's basically our starting point for the film. Okay. All right. Reminding people what they've already seen. Yep. Uh, and then elaborating on that and that's that's the journey that i take people on is that that's that's in the beginning of the film it's what people are kind of familiar with right there's a whole lot more that they're not right but i knew in order to sell that in this day of disinformation misinformation conspiracy theory nut jobs (laughs) all over the place okay with the mars baggage on top of that yeah people's skepticism out the wazoo yeah i needed to take the, the the viewer on a journey sure yeah, from, yeah, what, yeah. from what they know which is basically nothing right to the heavier stuff which we'll, we'll get into okay cool and so you did all this on your own dime and your own photography and just cold called nasa scientists and within 11 months you got it all done i got so lucky yeah getting in touch with some of these people i mean some of these people are you know Eight, 75, yeah. 80 years old, retired, yeah. don't want to be bothered anymore, yeah. on their way out. No one has taken up the legacy of their work. But miraculously, yeah, you just start looking online, finding email addresses. Hey, yeah. you know this, you know, phone numbers and stuff like that. Now, I will say, just back up a second here, in the, in the, in the early part of this uh, year, I met a gentleman in England. Okay, mm-hmm. his name is Michael Craig, and he has been studying Mars for the better part of two decades. Okay, citizen scientist. Yes. Yeah. All right. He's written books on it, but he knows all of the research. Mm-hmm. He knows the community. He knows the history. Yeah. And he uh, runs a website. Okay, and uh, about Mars. And I contacted him because I, I listened to him on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, And I, I found his his take on it to be quite rational, quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. He was not a sensationalist. Yeah. And he's got a great accent. So I said, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to this guy. I want to hear more yeah, about yeah. it. Okay. So I contacted him. I said, hey, I'm I'm this uh, guy over here across the pond. You know, his version of the story is, yeah, this, this funny American contacted me. <laughs> and I said, you know, I want to do this film, and I really like the work that you've archived and compiled on your site. Yeah. You know, are you interested in partnering with me and making a movie? Yeah, yeah. And he just said, yeah, sure. He's real polite, real mm-hmm. polite, really reserved, quiet guy, but he's, man, he, he really kept me on the straight and narrow because yeah. sometimes I'll want to take something and run with it. And I said, Michael, look what I found on the internet. <laughs> Well, Brian, there's actually an explanation for that. It's yeah. you know that's not that big a deal. So mm-hmm. he's like you know he knows the crazy stuff from the right. real stuff. Okay, uh, so he he just wanted to be a subject matter expert on the film. But mm-hmm. we met every Sunday. He helped point me in the direction of at least half the people involved that I that I interviewed. That's awesome. And I said, Michael, you're not just a subject matter expert here, man. You're you're directly informing the production of this film. I'm bumping you up to producer. (laughs) (laughs) You get upgraded here, buddy. And he was, I don't know if I can. Yes, shut up. You're a producer now. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, that that's part of the the reason why you've got the attitude that gets this done in eleven months, Brian. That's that's the way it goes. I lucked you know? out finding Michael. Michael yeah. had the history; he could point me in the right direction, yeah. and he already did a lot of the work as far mm-hmm. as archiving this research. Gotcha. Uh, linking to official NASA photographs. You know, we'll talk about it in a second. Papers knew the people, and and I did some some work too, finding new people as right. well. But the two of us put together. Okay, we we really put together what I consider, what I hope to be. The definitive story for Mars, and and so I I should mention looking at your website, you you have that as like almost like a white paper that you've got available that accompanies this, right? Mm. Yes. So uh, you know, if you don't have two hours to kill, the film's two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did put together a two page, two entertaining hours. Ah, yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I tried to make it ninety minutes. I tried because yeah. I wanted it to be short. There's a and lot sweet, there, Brian. But there's so much, yeah. and most of it required proper context yeah to address your skeptic i know you're going to yeah. be a skeptical viewer i got you i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of you trust yeah. me i know the baggage that comes along with this but yes i got a two-page executive summary on there yeah. if you just want a quick and dirty of it yep. okay i mean we haven't even talked about the heavy stuff yet yeah. but uh, <laughs> yes I, I so fortunately i met him and i said okay i'll i'll, I'll fund this thing I'll travel all over the place just mm-hmm. to help steer me and keep me grounded here, Michael. Yeah. And he did a fantastic job. And, you know, it kept you away from the crackpots, it he, seems, because everybody seems very reasonable and on the straight and narrow. You know, yes. But I will say that you got you to tiptoe around the crack pottery. Yeah. And sometimes the crackpots actually have something to offer. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh,. There, there. It, it it takes a very discerning eye not to completely dismiss yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. entirely. Yeah. Okay. Based on what they look like, based on what the shit they post online. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes there's just there's something in the there glimmer of truth in that conspiracy theory and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, so if we're talking about whether or not there's when we're talking about panspermia, you know, what yeah. does that have to do with Mars? Yeah. Well, the the Orgeal meteorite, we're just going to give one more mini yeah. thing here. Spoiler alert. Okay. I, I got a spoiler alert. <laughs> I can find it. Keep going. Right. Believe me, there's a lot I'm not going to spoil. Yeah. Okay. Trust me. I want you to. Okay. Yeah. Mini spoiler. <laughs> 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 the Orgeal meteorite. Okay. Yeah. Is most likely, as indicated by one of our scientists in the film, originally from Mars. Yeah, and, you, and you've got the um, the scientific basis to back that up. Yes. Yeah. Based on its composition. Yeah. Doesn't match Earth. Doesn't match. We know it's other. not from Earth. Yeah. We know it's not from here. That we know it is from Mars. Right. Okay. So if we're taking a, and once you see these photos. Okay, of, of these microfossils, you don't have to be an expert to realize, oh, is that a rock or not? No, it looks like a little critter. Yeah, it makes the Allen Hills meteorite f- microfossil look like a joke. Yeah, like why are we wasting our time with this? There's so yeah. much better. Yeah. So if we're if we're talking about microbial life on Mars, uh, which by the way, that's a microfossil. Mm-hmm. In 1976, NASA sent the Viking mission, two orbiters and two landers. Yep. The two landers landed on complete different sides of the planet and actively tested 
uh, for microbial life. Okay. Okay. Both landers tested positive for microbial life. Now, NASA says, well, the results are inconclusive. They only said that because the organics test of the soil came back negative at that time. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to Curiosity rover with a more sensitive organics test came back positive. So had it came back positive in the 1976... We wouldn't be where we would, we're at we today. Wouldn't, yeah. We wouldn't be thinking that the, the life test was ambiguous. It wasn't right. because it was run 4,000 times on Earth and never produced a false negative or false positive mm-hmm. result. So NASA tested for life, active life, in 1976, and it came back positive. This is microbial life. Yeah. And they haven't sent a follow-up test since. Why? Yeah. Why? There's no good reason. So and your film discusses that we we do yeah. we do get into yeah. it okay so if the question is is there microbial life we 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 answer we we provide an answer for that yep then the question is and this is where I I'm not going to give much else away here sure then the question is was there something more right yeah are we talking about you know is was there if you have where you find water you find life mm-hmm. was there multicellular life. Right. Was there intelligent life? Yeah. So there's a variety of factors here. There's a variety of viewpoints trying to answer this question yeah. in a quantitative way, in an intuitive way. Yeah. We try our best not to draw conclusions. Yeah. Because we want to put the evidence in front of you, the photographic evidence. The orbit of photographs from NASA, mm-hmm. the rover photographs from NASA, we put that in front of you and simply ask, what does this look like to you? Yeah. Okay. And what it looks like to me is <laughs> something we should go take a closer look. And maybe at. bring some back and put it under a microscope and yeah. Well, some of these things don't require a microscope. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying is like, yeah, let's uh let's take a closer look. Yeah. If you saw some of these objects just walking around on, you know, your daily walk, you'd be like, hey, that looks funny. I want a closer look at yeah. that. It's natural curiosity. Sure. Okay, but we're just, oh, nothing to see here. Drive on. Yeah. I, I got a problem with that, especially because it's not just one or two things. It's dozens of things yeah. that don't look right. So, so Brian, let me let me take a step back here. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, other than... You got me fired up here, man. Yeah, I Sorry. know. Um. Let's say we're able to conclusively say that there was life of some scale, whether it be you know cellular, single cellular, multicellular, or what does that mean for day to day life here on on Earth? What does that change for us? That's a good question because if you're one of the people who just go about their daily lives, you don't really think about these big questions. Probably mm-hmm. not much. You know, you watch Hollywood movies, and Hollywood has done a great job of exposing us to this idea in a friendly way. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. E.T. Yeah. Right? Alien. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) You know, some people might even think there's aliens because they're just so accustomed to seeing that in our culture. Right. But if you're one of the bigger thinkers, Sam. Yeah. This has profound implications. And trying, it's it's attempting to answer this age-old question, are we alone? Right. Where did we come from? You know that those sorts of things, which can have paradigm shifting qualities. Yeah, and not not just on a scientific level, but on like metaphysical and religious implications and things like that that people yeah. may not be interested in exploring. 
Right. Yeah. And that that is another thing. It's like there's a lot of people believe I'm not one of them, but there's a lot of people who say, you know, NASA's trying to cover things up. Yeah. I don't think they're trying to cover things up. I do think that they're pretending like some of this stuff doesn't exist because their interests are elsewhere, and they don't want to open up a can of worms. Yeah, because it would be all kinds of uh, political implications and, you know, uh, foot stomping and, you know, riots. Not, maybe it, not it, riots, it, it, but, Well, yeah. it could be, yeah. because as we are seeing with the UFO phenomenon, we're, now we're talking about flying saucers yeah. in a serious manner. Like, wow, yeah, what? That's a paradigm shift, sure. And it's awfully compelling stuff for those of you who are following it. I mean, yeah. you, you guys know what I'm talking about, but if you're yeah. not, yeah, we're really talking about these days, and it's not just whack jobs on the internet. Right. It's Congress. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's the Defense Department. These, yeah. these sorts of things. And so if we're if we're talking about these uh, UAF, UFO UAP, yeah. Well, Mars has something to add to that conversation. Yeah. And to my surprise, which is why I made the film, no one's really taking it as seriously. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of looking at this whole issue and wondering, you know, if, if my journey with Mars ends here, it might continue with this. More okay. or less being an advocate and a spokesperson in some of unofficial capacity because it seems like this research, it, it needs to be carried on. And mm -hmm. no one's carrying most of this stuff on. And so I need to, I, I feel compelled to, to tr keep reporting on it. So, again, taking a step back, what what is the current state of uh, appetite for either exploring Mars more seriously or, you know, uh, at some point there's going to be, um, you know, more rovers, maybe manned flight, something like that. What's your understanding or expectation well, there? Well, Elon Musk is going to go to there. Yeah. No one's going to stop Elon Musk. Yeah. He's going to send his big rocket, and he's going to send people there, and we're going to colonize the planet. Yeah. Okay? There is an ethical question about trying to understand what microbiology exists on the planet today. Yeah. And, you know, it, us being essentially a, an invasive species yeah. okay it's like the horse blankets and the native americans right well what what kind of problems are we going to bring with us yeah so if that if that doesn't trouble you then you, but you should if that doesn't trouble you the reverse might which is if there's active microbiology yeah. on mars does that pose a health risk to yeah. the astronauts we send there yeah. So before we send astronauts there, doesn't it make sense to study what yeah. bacteria is on the surface? Yeah. If it's going to, you know, oh, this is just a flesh-eating virus. Well, maybe we don't go. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we bring a whole lot of, uh, you know, spray cleaners. Yeah, what, what was it in the... Hand sanitizer. Uh, no, what was it in um, my big fat Greek wedding? Oh, uh, yeah. The Windex. Windex. We'll, yeah. bring, we'll bring tons of Windex with us, Brian. Yeah, so at the very least... We need to do our due diligence yeah. and not just acknowledging that there's microbial life there, yeah, but understanding it, okay, coming 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 to terms with with, with that and and what that means. Uh, so, but but I think yeah, I mean there's there's at least two different uh, United States uh, nonprofit organizations who advocate for the Humans to Mars initiative. Okay, okay, and we interviewed. Uh, uh, 
people from one of them in, in the film. There is an interest of going there. I think there's growing public interest to go there. Yeah. But what a lot of people outline in this film is that, yes, that's great. It would behoove us to understand the history of the planet more because, well, I got to say, what the, the thing that compelled me, pushed me over the edge to make this film, okay, was the work by one of the people featured in the film. Okay. It kept me up for nights. <laughs> well, if you see a whole planet go from blue to red, I would think that we'd like to avoid that. And that's exactly it. Yeah. If we're going from blue to red, if it once had an atmosphere and now it doesn't, Sam, as as a as another as a fellow film lover, mm-hmm. you saw Oppenheimer. I did, yeah. Okay, there was a there was a. If we don't, let's not, let's not spoil Oppenheimer. Okay, sure. but for those of you who have seen Oppenheimer, there was a question that they had leading up to the initial. Yeah, test. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, that. They were mostly certain of there's a there's a near zero <laughs> near chance zero. near zero yeah of some catastrophe yeah, yeah. happening right yeah. on a grand scale on a grand scale that that they wanted to avoid yeah all right uh so so we're talking about something quite serious here yeah. oh yeah all right and this this is what kept me up I'm not kidding I was frightened by this okay and in my opinion. I not only think it rivals the crazy shit you hear about UFOs, alien abductions, mm-hmm. of which there are credible testimony. There's credible testimony there, mm-hmm. okay? Because when you hear the same kind of story from people who are unrelated to one another all over the planet, over history, you start hearing some of the things. It just seems like there's something there, okay? A through thread communion with yeah. with uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah. All right. The, the the whole movie was about this specifically. Yeah. Okay. I watched it and it's a little cheesy when you watch it now, but if you watch it through the lens of, you know, the time, it's actually quite scary. Mm-hmm. But uh, I read the book before I saw the movie. Oh. Yeah. He got how many tens of thousands of letters from people writing in yeah. to him? Like, I'm sorry. That that's just something there. Yeah. All right. It's frightening. I spent. I try not to spend too much time thinking about mm-hmm. it, okay. But the story on Mars, in my opinion, there is something even more frightening. Yeah, and and we've got no evidence collected one way or the other here. Well, supporting. No, I, what I'm saying is, as far as what what caused the shift, right? No, we do. Oh, we do. We do. Okay. Yeah, and. There, okay, there's so much packed into this film. Yeah, so much packed. It it uh it 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 does it does reward upon repeat viewings. Okay, all right. Um, <clears throat> I I know I'm throwing a lot at you. Sure, as yeah. a director. Yeah, but uh, getting to the cinematic element of this, okay, I realized that this one particular aspect of the film required something a little bit extra to communicate the significance mm-hmm. and as you know you saw uh i did some shots in the desert mm-hmm. 
You did yeah. a model shoot, Brian. Yeah, yeah, I did. A, <laughs> I hired a model. Yep. Her name is Cypher, Cypher Fox. She was wonderful. We went yep. out to the desert and we shot some desert sequences. She plays yep. a character mm-hmm. in this. Okay. It's it's not that much, but it's just here and there. No, but it breaks up the story and again, kind of through through line there. Well, if you watch it again, what yep. you'll notice is that when she comes up is when one particular person comes up. Okay. Okay. And when I'm interviewing one particular person about his research. Yeah. Okay. It's always accompanied by this desert sequence. Oh, I didn't catch that on that feeling. Okay. Yeah. It happens maybe three or four times on the film. Yeah. All right. Uh, because what he is saying is so consequential. Yeah. It's a warning, right? It has a variety of ways of being interpreted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as to why no one else is talking about it, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I had to make the film. And then along the way, I discover a whole lot of other things yeah. about Mars that I never knew. Sure. And I don't think most people have either. Yeah. And one of the one of the storytelling elements I use in the film is interviewing people on the street. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go out jaywalking style, yeah. right? And you can see that in the trailer. I think yes, I think that yes. really is is a a, a nice um, icebreaker. If if you haven't seen the the movie and you want to get a feel for the vibe, just check the trailer and yeah. And I, I think it it does a good job of setting up the questions. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, because I wanted to make this relatable. Why mm-hmm. should we fucking care about yeah. Mars? Yeah, I've I've got to work my forty hours a week and you know yeah. pay my bills. What do, what what's, do I care about Mars? What's the big deal here? Yeah, we've already it's nothing there. Like the right. guy said, yeah. I know it's a planet that ain't got shit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have couldn't have paid that guy to say oh, it better. I you love know that guy, man. <laughs> yeah, but as it turns out, there's quite a bit there. I wouldn't have just done this just to be like, oh, let's study the geology of the planet. Yeah, that uh, wouldn't be fun. Yeah. No, it's 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 fun for thirty seconds, you know. But there's yeah, Mars is a character as much as any of the other scientists and other interviewees, right? It's got a story to tell that I don't think we've really poked and prodded at. Yes, I, the the story, the story. Well, let's just put it this way. We we like watching Star Trek mm-hmm. and Star Wars and these movies, Men in Black, right? Yeah. I don't know about you, but the things I'm hearing make these movies. They don't these movies don't seem so far fetched anymore. Elements to these movies. Well, okay. I mean, it's a big universe, Brian, and we've we've only gotten the the slightest scratch at our nearest neighbors. Well, we interview Avi Loeb, who's professor of astronomy at Harvard University, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, I don't know how much more prestigious you want to get. <laughs> there is none. Okay? But he makes the case in his own work, okay, because uh, he's he's taking the UFO phenomena quite seriously, mm-hmm. okay? And he's got his own unique way of analyzing it, all right? But we interview him in the film just to kind of get some general perspective on things. Yeah. He's like, why should we assume that we are the pinnacle of creation? Yeah. But is it possible that we're the new kids on the block and we yeah. don't know it? Yep. Could could there have been others who have 
entered in or lived in our solar system before us and have maybe left no traces of their yeah, existence. Yeah, faded already, right? Or yeah. maybe they have left traces and we just haven't found them yet. Yeah. Okay, and one of the things in the film that we address is 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 just that. In 1960, when NASA was being formed, there's this document that was put together by a, an age, a PR organization, okay, a consulting agency that said that, that basically uh, provided NASA with some guidance. Mm -hmm. All right, look, you're going to go out into space. There's a chance you might find some stuff out there. Okay, this was before we sent stuff out in space. All right, we didn't right. know what was what was gonna what we were gonna find. Yeah, but the document basically outlines a playbook for NASA. If you find you might find this kind of stuff, and before you tell the public, it doesn't say suppress it. Mm -hmm. All right, so for you conspiracy nuts, it doesn't say suppress anything. It just says just be real sure you want to tell the public <laughs> because it could frighten people. Yeah, and as as uh, as history shows civilization can sometimes collapse when yeah. it is presented with foreign yeah you know and and you know i mean that preceded star trek and star wars and even 2001 i think we're in a different mental space as a society than when that happened so that was probably good advice for 1964 whereas today i think it might go over a little differently it, it, it was uh, one of the uh, people in the film, uh, we get a few people talking about this document, okay? Yeah. And one of them says it was, he thinks it was created in, in good faith, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and that it wasn't necessarily meant to, to hide anything. Because like, some people can interpret it like X-Files. Right, yeah. Government, yeah. cover-up, that kind of stuff. But if you're in the position of authority, Sam, Okay, you're governing over an entire country of people. You don't want chaos. Yeah. You don't want the civilization to break down. You do want to try to meet the needs of the moment and give people the answers they're looking for because we're curious people. And as yeah. the UFO phenomena shows, we want answers. Yeah. We, we're not going to accept swamp gas as yeah. an explanation anymore. <laughs> and weather balloons. There's more to it than that. Yeah. Weather balloons. Yeah. Right. There's, I'm hearing so many things from so many different credible sources okay and they're backing things up mm. right we have insiders we have whistleblowers they're within the government agencies coming forward now well that sounds like your sequel brian <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this one goes over yeah, first we, we. sam can we talk about the blu-ray yeah, yeah let's do that Let, I, I think you've done a pretty good job of talking about what the movie is and we don't want to give away too much no uh, but we do want to make sure that our home theater forum and home theater united listeners um you know go out and check it out so let's talk about the the tech specs and the blu-ray and yes and how you you got to authoring that too and We'll let them explore the rest of the story the of yes. the the blue planet red on their own. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, first things first. Uh, I'm a home theater nut. Yep. I couldn't make a movie and not make a home physical media release. Yeah. So it's on Vimeo. Yeah. All right. You can rent it or buy it on Vimeo. Get it today, right? I mean, you can. Yes. You go today. go right now and download it on Vimeo or stream it on Vimeo. Yes. Whatever, whatever they're. And we'll we'll put up a twenty percent discount. Nice. Uh, promo code. code okay, nice. That we can use. We'll put it in the show notes. Sweet. Uh, but I said I gotta. Now's my. If I never make a movie again, I'm gonna yeah. regret not having made a Blu-ray. Yep. Now the problem is, Sam. 
that most Blu-ray authoring software sucks. Yeah, terrible. It's and all template-based for people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I needed something pro. Right. All right? Long story short, I got something pro. Okay. All right? It was a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but I put something together. Mm-hmm. I just needed... I needed a custom menu. Please, yeah. can I just have a custom menu? That's all yeah. I'm asking. Okay. All right? So I, I haven't have... seen it yet, so I only saw the... The I saw it on a thumb drive. Well, so. yeah, yeah, I, I showed, yeah, I showed Sam just a, a, a video file on a thumb mm-hmm. drive, right? But I, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this for my buddies on a home theater form, they're mm-hmm. going to expect something yeah. nice. All right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to throw this in. I was, it's like home video, mm-hmm. right? I need something pro. All right. So fortunately, yes, you can still get discs manufactured with, yep. with Blu-ray packaging, even shrink wrapped. I'm like, yep. yeah, shrink wrapped. Great. And it's probably even more economical than when Blu-rays first came out, right? I mean, this it, is it wasn't bad. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. you know, it, you're not talking like a ten thousand no, dollar authoring fee or anything like no, that, right? It's quite affordable. Yeah, relatively affordable. So uh, I said because right. you did all the work yourself too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fortunately, I have a background in digital media. Yeah. So authoring DVDs and Blu-rays yep. and designing websites like. You, know, you can you can fit the file formats and figure out what size yeah. pages to build and right. things like that. Yeah, I, I know a touch of graphic design. Yep. Okay, I did hire a graphic designer for the graphic elements in the film. Okay, which are minimal but very mm-hmm. pro, which outside of my wheelhouse. But mm-hmm. but uh, for for the Blu-ray, so so I put this Blu-ray together. Now, exclusive to home video, <laughs> I also added 35 minutes of behind the scenes. Oh, I look forward to footage. watching that. Yeah. Okay. It's not really a making of. It's yeah. just really the scenes, or like the funny moments, like we mm-hmm. were talking about, like the funny moments before you're recording or after you're recording or during. Yeah, because these scientists are real characters, right? I mean, some of them have, yeah. and they wanted to tell their story for a long time. So I think you've given them the outlet for that. I wanted to humanize them. Yeah. They're not just boring. Some of them are boring. but <laughs> Not the ones in the film. They're not just dudes with lab yeah. coats working yeah. with beakers in a laboratory. Yeah. Okay? They are people. They have something to say. And yes, quite often, they are characters. Yeah. I'm like, who the hell? This guy's yeah. funny. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, so you'll see the different personalities in there. But these moments I've included in, in the 35 minutes of behind-the-scenes footage. It's okay. it's funny. I've watched it twice. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it captures, you know, I, I, I take you along with me on my, on my journey. Yeah. Meeting all these people going all over the country. Yeah. Now, I did interview somebody in Wales, and I hired a videographer to do that. Okay. okay. I, did the, I conducted the interview over <laughs> Zoom, but I hired a guy... To go shoot it for me. All right. You know what I mean? So it looks like I was there and shot it in person. Oh, neat. One other guy in Iowa I couldn't get to, so I hired a videographer who had to travel two hours just to get to this guy's house in the middle of nowhere. But So so the Blu-ray, I'm like, okay. All right. Now, let me ask you, Sam. Okay? Tech specs here. Okay? 178 to 1. Okay. All right? Yep. It'll fill your screen. Yeah, we've had this conversation, Brian. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. So we're good there. Uh, I shot this at thirty frames per second. Okay. Now, for the technical folks out yeah. there, this really means twenty nine point nine seven. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll just say thirty for for simple. I did yeah. not shoot this at typical film frame rate twenty four. Okay. All right. So that was a distinctive choice then. Yes. I decided to do this because I 
forecasted that most people who are going to watch this are going to watch this on their computers. Yeah. Now, you tell me, has computer technology, has, has computer monitor technology uh, advanced to display 24 frames per second natively? Um, I, know, I know projectors can do it. I think some of the OLED... T, uh, OLED monitors can do like what do they call it a three two pull down or something well, like that. Well, hang on a sec. Projectors can do native twenty four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. TVs can do native twenty four. Yeah. As far as I knew, monitors can only do sixty. No, well, I mean that's what I'm saying. The new OLED monitors that they're, they're essentially just like a, a an LG G three. Then they'll they'll do one hundred and twenty frames per second, and then recalculate it well, down sure, to well, three sure, two but, and stuff but, like that. But but one hundred and twenty is a multiple of sixty. Right, right, but I'm saying they've got the what they call the three-two pull down. I yes, think. Yes, but the three-two pull down. Yeah. Adapts twenty-four into thirty. Mm, maybe I got it backwards. Then I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, I'm. This is the stupid technical thing. <laughs> the home theater in me. Yeah. You know, we don't. Back in the DVD days, when you got a DVD at twenty-four mm-hmm. frames per second, but you only had a TV that could play at thirty, it yeah. had to do that three-two pull down. Yeah. Which most people don't give a shit about. Yeah. But us techies were like, well, it introduces artifacts and but yeah. the frames and it has to yeah, introduce the, the stuff. Yeah, the judder and all that. All yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want any of that complication. Okay. And I know if I shoot it at thirty, no matter what monitor you play it on, it's going to be perfect. There's, there's no yeah. three-two pull down. Yeah. So, 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 what do you think? <laughs> I, I thought it was looked the, terrific. It, it looked very cinematic, and uh, I when I watched it, I didn't know that it was at 30 because, you know, you run the risk of that, what's it, the uh, soap opera effect and stuff like that, too, and I didn't see any of that. Well, it, it the the disadvantage is it doesn't, in my opinion, I, I can see that it doesn't necessarily have that film look. To me, it looks mm-hmm. a little bit more like video, like yeah. just regular video. 30 yeah. is this tried and true standard sure. 30 frames per second like yeah. we've always had since the beginning of time. Okay. So it doesn't have the 24 frame look. Right. But, you know, maybe you didn't notice that so much. I don't know. No, because you, you, you nailed the cinematography and you nailed the story and stuff like that. So that really didn't so for affect our, me. For the listeners here, yeah. I want to know what you guys think. Mm. All right. Should I have done this at twenty four and just forgot about the three two pulled in all that nonsense? When 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 I recommended the cameras and stuff to you, I think I recommended that the the great thing about the the Lumixes and stuff like that was that you could film in twenty four. Yes. And so well, the Lumixes are great. You can do t- from twenty four all the way up to two forty. Two forty. So you get the like the super high speed slow mo. Oh, that, and yeah. I love that slow mo. Yeah, yeah. I love fun. it. Yep. We use I use it in the film. Okay. Yep. So so that's the one technical thing that was in the back of my mind. I, I assume most people are gonna watch this on a computer, yep. which has native sixty uh thirty, sixty, you know, one yeah, twenty, yeah. that sort yeah. of refresh rate. Uh now, um it, it, We'll, we'll take a slight tangent. We'll come right back to Blu-ray. Yeah. Because I am submitting this to film festivals. Yeah. And it's already got accepted into one. Nice. Congrats. Thank you. But if... Uh, Can you tell us which one? It, it's American Golden International something or other. It's got a long name to it. But gotcha. I've submitted it to 16. Okay. In the spring, I'm going to submit it to more. Okay. But what this means is... If, if you get accepted, it's actually going to play in a fucking movie theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and sometimes it says you must submit it in this particular way, a digital cinema package, a okay. DCP file, yeah. which 
forces you to put it into 24 frames per second. Oh, okay. So if it plays in the theater, I'm going to have to get it into 24 Ooh, anyway. Oh, so you haven't done that conversion yet. I've done it. Okay. I've done it. Uh, so it's, it's all ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's it's like, okay, I'm trying to serve this this technical side and this technical yeah. side, different things. So I, 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 the, the, the packages I've worked with include like Final Cut Pro X, mm-hmm. Final Cut Pro 10, whatever they want to call it. So it's just like a switch. And so uh, was it more complicated for you doing that or was no, it just... No, it's just, yeah. just an export uh, selection. Yeah, okay. export to MP4. And have you watched to... it in 24? No. Okay. The, w- when you export to a, a digital cinema package, it yeah. exports in all these really funny looking files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you can play it from the computer. I didn't try. Yeah. Maybe you can. I don't know. So, But I haven't. Well, that's your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, um, but back to the Blu-ray. It's it's only stereo. I right. I thought about mixing in a five point one for yeah. three minutes. Yeah, and like sorry, that's just one step too much. Yeah, you know, uh, it's unnecessary. It's mostly just talking heads. Yeah, but with music. Uh, let's talk about that music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to jump into that now or you want yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah, the tech? Sure, sure. So tell tell us who does the majority of your soundtrack music. Well, I said, okay, I'm not going to just use stock music. That's yeah. the one one of the major complaints I have about documentaries is yeah. that they just use something serviceable. What, yeah. what can I get on musicstock.com? Right. Put it in here. All right. I wanted something more. I wanted yeah. something cinematic. I yeah. wanted something that was going to punch you in the face. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get, Brian? So I've been a fan of this guy. His name is Swarm. Yep. He's this 20-something-year-old who makes this dark industrial, industrial yeah. electronic music. Yep. But it, it, it lends itself quite well to cinema. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this could re- this. I feel like this is kind of like a movie soundtrack. Yep. And I reached out to his manager. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just a nobody filmmaker. I'm just, you know, a fan of swarms. Mm-hmm. Uh, would he be open to licensing? I wanted to do this on the up and up. You know, would yeah. he be open to licensing his music for yeah. a Mars documentary yeah. I'm working on? <laughs> Get out of here, and they're kid. They're probably thinking like, what the hell? Yeah. Now, uh, at first they said, you know, they, they did say yes, uh, yeah. but uh, what they were asking for was quite high outside mm-hmm. of my budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I'm not part of Hollywood. I'm yeah, yeah. Funding this uh, my own, you know, money. Uh, but I was able to negotiate with them. Yeah. And I got six different songs. Yep. For a reasonable price. Yep. All in the same style, but very different stylistically, right? Well, yeah, uh, and and I, I had gone through... Different some, vibes, I mean. Yes, yeah. I had gone through his entire discography, yeah. and I said, if, if I'm going to ask for songs, I want to be ready. And I, yeah. I, I pre-picked out a handful of songs that I wanted that I thought could right. go well with a movie-going experience. Mm-hmm. And some of them is the hard-edge industrial stuff. Yeah. Some of it's just him playing piano. Yeah. And I said, because I can use this for a quiet, tender moment. Yeah. I can use this for the in-your-face moment. Yeah. I'll figure it out. So it's not scored in the yeah. traditional sense, but that's what I'm trying to um, reproduce. Yeah, you've adapted his soundtrack to your movie. Yeah, I mean, he's got some pro stuff. Yeah. It's mixed well, it's mastered well, and the what it inspires in the scene is precisely what I wanted it 
yeah. too. It's epic. It's epic sounding, right? That that's the, if I could use one word. Yeah. And um, you know, it it's not like I don't want to say typical dubstep type stuff, but it's it's got an intelligence and a flow to it and that I found very, very um, intriguing, but also completely tied directly to the story that you were trying to tell. He's a smart guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he comes across as kind of like this funny jokester online. He's got mm-hmm. a funny personality. Oh, yeah. funny videos. I right? saw the video of him doing the chorus, and he's like, I could rent a chorus for ten thousand dollars or i could you know i could do it myself and god damn it i did it myself and i'm like this guy's out there man but he's awesome yeah he's got the edgy haircut yeah tats and the piercings yeah you know and when you think mars documentary you're not thinking this (laughs) no not at all but i need but it works i needed something to sucker punch you being like look you got to fucking pay attention to this shit. Yeah. Okay? Because there's some serious stuff going on yeah, on this planet. We, we have an existential crisis here and this is your this is your sign. Here's your sign, right? I felt like the the material, it's already out there on the internet. You can go look mm. it up for yourself, but it needed to be elevated. Yeah. And I felt I had something to offer, but I knew I needed help doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay? No, I'm not. Uh, yes, I've written music in the past, but I'm not going to do the music. I need right. somebody who knows what they're not really doing. Not in 11 doing. months you're not going to do it. No, no, no. Yeah. no. And uh, I wouldn't. It wouldn't come close. Yeah. To what somebody who knew, really knows what they're doing. He's. Yeah. He is. He is a. He's a. He's a prolific songwriter. He is a wise songwriter. Yeah. He really knows h- how to manipulate electronic signals. Yes. You know. Uh. So there's genius behind what he behind the quote unquote noise. Yeah. That you might hear just on the first passing of a right. listening. So. Uh. So for the home theater guys who got a good sound system, this film <laughs> really lends itself well to a good sound system. And especially a good subwoofer. Yes. Yeah. By the way, you you uh last time when I was here last time, yeah. you 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 set your volume at a particular point. Yes. And, and no no louder. Well, no, 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 not that, but I have found that that is what I consider my reference level. Mm-hmm. And um, almost everything sounds great at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it you know it's it's all balanced by the the Denon software, the in, um, I can't even remember the name of it. Um, and you know many people on the forum are poo-pooing their, you know their but mm-hmm. works for me. Okay. Um, and um, I can juice the subwoofer if I want to, and I do, mm. <laughs> uh, so that everything's balanced. But there's just that little extra kick in the pants mm-hmm. for you. Well, th- his music has got those that extra kick in the pants. Yeah. The the twenty hertz and lower yes, kind that'll of stuff. rattle. You know, make your pants rattle and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 You know, it's just the yeah. so low you can like the drops, you, right? Yeah, yeah, the bass drops all yeah. over the place. Uh, so God, that's a huge. <laughs> that's a fifteen. It's yeah, a small table. Yeah. Oh my God. So so yes, his music. It, 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 I I uh, I tried to keep it as loud as possible. If I if I uh, sometimes I was watching my levels. Yeah. In the edit thing, mm-hmm. sometimes his music and then there's talking, which makes it peak above you know it, it it overdrives it a little too much so I, yeah i had to if i brought down his music it was only by a half a db or yeah. one db max because i wanted the punch of his music yeah. to cut through oh yeah it does 
Yeah. So I wanted to keep it because he masters his stuff loud. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to keep it as loud as possible. So the thing that I learned, right, is you can have loud all day long, and that's great. Uh, the 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 loudest thing I've ever heard was a Metallica concert. That that goes without saying. But mm. it was open air, right? It was in a field. It was in Atlantic City. Again, the loudest thing I've ever heard, but also the cleanest. Mm. So if you do loud, but you do it clean, mm-hmm. you can surprise people at how much that they're able to withstand without hurting their ears. Mm-hmm. And so... I think if you, if you did the same kind of thing, it, it's going to work. And it certainly worked here in my theater, and I'm sure it'll work in most others too. Yeah. Uh, on the surface, you know, his, his music can sound abrasive, but when you marry it with the material, I, I think you can, you can sneak it by people and uh, yeah. they understand that with his music mm-hmm. comes weight. Yeah. And that's what I needed. Gravitas, I needed, right? I needed weight yeah. to this material. Sure. And and I think I so swarm buddy, you know, if you ever listen to this man, you know, <laughs> has he heard it? Do you know or seen I, the I, I video? Don't, I don't Just know send yet. him a copy. He, he, not yet. Uh, he's I know he's a busy guy, but okay. uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know hope hope to catch up with him sometime. Nice. He, he, he really like... he really dug the teaser. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he he, he, he did yeah. see that. And know. and the teaser, you know, again sets up the story. So yeah, I mean, it's just it it is just that it is a teaser. I've gotten some people saying, you know, I don't really like your teaser. It doesn't really show much. It's not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So, if there's any one missing part to the Blu-rays that you were not able to do the 5.1 or Atmos, would you ever consider going back and having somebody else add that for you? Yeah, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, is it necessary? But it, it, it it's not been a priority. No, I don't no. think it needs it. But you know, we're home theater snobs, so you know. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, it would have been it would have been nice to have. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of the things that I spent a lot of time on, okay, that I didn't expect to, was captions. Oh, really? And we didn't watch those uh, when we saw it, right? No, I mean, yeah, because I'm like, okay, for those of you who are hearing impaired, yeah, I'm gonna be, you know, I want this thing to be up to code, so to okay. speak. So, uh, fortunately, uh, software is so good now that it most it generates auto. Oh, you 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 had you had the software do it for Premier you. Premiere has it built in. Okay, and and that's what you authored in Premiere. I I did the video editing in Premiere. Okay. Okay, and it will generate captions automatically. It gets it about eighty five percent right. And so you can go back and edit that. Yes. And then will it do translations after that, or you get to send it to Google, or did, did you do, do that? Or it was only it's just, English. It's just English. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so Pr- Premiere does eighty five percent right. So I got to watch the whole film and make mm-hmm. sure the, the the spelling's right, the grammar's right. Sure. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so it doesn't give you like a text file you can follow along with. Oh, it does. Okay. Within, within the program, you know, yeah. it'll have the clip and it mar- it matches it up exactly. Oh, okay. It's got the time codes and everything. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it does most of the work for you. You just yeah. got to go back and quality control, you know, make make sure everything, uh, make sure it did it right. Yeah, I think Final Cut will do that too, but yeah, I've probably. never tried it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if, even if you will, uh, upload a film to YouTube, YouTube mm-hmm. will do it automatically too. Okay. And it gets it mostly right. Yeah. It's yeah. actually pretty good. All right. So, but then adapting that, captions text file to a format that adobe encore 
the authoring program mm. can read yeah. was a whole process in and of itself. Gotcha. And so that's what you did the the, the Blu-ray in? You did it in Encore? Adobe Encore, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that adapting process, I spent so much time getting mm. it right because Adobe Encore is real picky about the formatting. Yeah. Is Encore built into Creative Cloud or is it a whole separate? It used to be. Mm. That sounds expensive. <laughs> it was not easy to acquire. Okay, gotcha. All right. Say no more. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Why did they stop making it? Adobe. <laughs> you have not given us a sufficiently good answer to this question. Because yeah. it's a great program. Oh, really? You like it? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never done any authoring like that. It's exactly what you need. Now, why they stopped making it, I don't know. Mm. But anyway, I got it done. Mm -hmm. So you can play the movie with captions. Yep. Now we're going to talk about something real quick here. I don't include lower thirds in my movie. I'm not sure what you mean. Some guy comes up on screen. Who is this guy? You might think, oh, they'll just show it to me on the bottom of the screen. This is so and so. Oh yeah, yeah. Name we we and we just yeah we discussed that. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. The scientists come on. You're like, who the fuck who is, is this, this guy? Yeah. Now I I did this deliberately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In I think we talked about it. A we little, did. A yeah. Bit, right. Just, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. The viewers, listen. If you watch this and you say, well, there's a lower thirds. Yeah. You know, I don't know these guys. I didn't know that's what it was called, but yeah, I okay. I definitely noticed that, and we did discuss. I it. did this deliberately. Yeah. So just. You don't have to hate so much when you okay. Yeah, but it's okay. I got you covered in the credits. We, you can yeah. see their names, and you can go on the website and learn more about it. But yeah. I did this specifically because when there's the psychological dissonance when you're mm -hmm. trying to listen to what somebody's saying yes. and reading what they're saying. Yes, and every second counts in this movie. Yeah. I don't want you reading their name when I want mm. you listening to what they're saying. Okay, okay. You're not worried that they're too distracted trying to figure out who it is. Well, that's what I am. I am worried. That yeah, they're, that they're gonna be if yeah. they try to. Oh, you're saying about who is the reverse? Who is yeah, 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 yeah. In the end of the, at the end of the movie in the credits, I spent so much time getting the credits just right. You will yeah. see them again with their name up yeah. on screen. Almost like the Animal House kind of thing. This yes. is this guy and this is what he's doing now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh Breakfast Club maybe done it. You know, yeah, yeah. Films yeah. have done this. Yeah, yeah. But there's so much information in this film, it doesn't really matter who they are, what mm. their name is in that moment. Uh, I don't know, man, because it there's, some of them are so prestigious that well, what I'm saying is that's it, in the moment that you're watching it and listening to what they're saying. Yeah, I want you focused on what they're saying. Yeah, I do give them each a profile, which I will say their name. Yeah, this is Professor Hoover. Yeah, he yeah. worked at NASA, so you do hear their yes. Name. Yeah, as to how it's spelled means less than what I really want you to pay attention to, which is this guy knows what he's talking about. Right. Okay. If you really want to know more about this person, you can look him up in the credits. And further, you can go to the website and look at his whole body of work. We got yeah. everything cataloged there. All right? But I want you focused on what he's saying. And you know, by the way, you know who, who doesn't use lower thirds? J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. 60 Minutes. Oh, really? That's interesting. 60 Minutes. See, they're not in the business of... Tell uh, of reporting the news, right? They tell newsworthy magazine style stories. They, yeah. they, they, they storytell. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, newsworthy things, but they're storytelling. Yeah. So you go watch sixty minutes, you won't find lower thirds. 
That's interesting. I never noticed that. And I really, I really. It's been a while since I've seen 60 Minutes. I, I, I lost track of them. Two weeks ago, they had something on quantum computing. It was amazing to see the tech that they're that they're working on right now. You know, I, I think I did see that on YouTube and not on broadcast TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was recent, so, real recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Anyway. So 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 I think that's pretty much so it's in stereo mm-hmm. one seven eight to one twenty nine nine seven frames per second. Yep. I got captions on there for you. Yep. I've even got chapters. <sighs> chapters. Don't you hate that selection. when stuff doesn't have and I I've I've seen a number of specifically documentaries where they don't include chapters. And really? I hate that. Yeah. I wanted to get this thing out quickly. I did have a moment where I was like, "Don't really need to do chapters." Yeah. Who 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 goes into chapters? Everybody. Okay. Well, you yeah. know what? I said, if you're doing it once, <laughs> do it right. God damn yep. it. Yep. Good good call. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now I'm gonna tell just tell you one little stupid thing. Yeah. This is the only crowd who's gonna care about this. All right. Yep. When you're on the chapters menu, there's no button to get you back to the main menu. Hmm. I don't think that's a problem. I couldn't program it every time i tried it glitched oh that's the one so you just got to fast forward to the end to get well, out of if it if you play a chapter yeah then you can hit the menu button oh which will bring you back oh, to the oh menu. but if you're at the menu but if pause. you're in the sub menu yeah. you can't get back to the main menu i figured if you're at the chapters menu you're gonna click something yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's something i couldn't it's a technical glitch i couldn't mm. program around ah Shh, don't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just click a chapter yep. and watch it. Yep. Then hit the menu button if you need to get back. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to tell us about the uh, either the movie itself or the tech or what you hope folks get out of this? My goal for this film is to completely redefine the conversation that we have about Mars. Uh, you've made a good case. I hope it gets to the right audience, Brian. That's... Uh, that's where we're here to help. I find this so compelling. And when you watch the movie, you'll understand what it is I'm talking about. Yep. Because there's a whole lot more to it than just the microbial stuff we were sure. talking about. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. spoil it because yeah. it gets deep. It gets heavy. Yep. All right. And I think it has something to contribute to this question that we're now trying to adjudicate with the UFO phenomenon mm-hmm. that no one's talking about. Well... I think there's a lot of chatter. I don't know whether anybody has tried to present that question in the studious anti-pseudoscience um, way that you've done with this. And, sure. And if, sure. You, and if you wanted to take that on as your next project, I think that would be really cool. That's, 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 <laughs> fair, that's fair assessment. And that's what I'm trying to do is to trying to present this in objective uh, I'm, I'm trying to take the controversy, acknowledge it, mm-hmm. and say, "Don't worry. We know there's we, this issue's got baggage with it. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna do all we can to try to confront that head on. Yeah. So that it lowers the viewers' defenses. Yeah. Here, so that they pay attention to, to everything. And you know, I, I understand the skepticism is there. Yeah. Believe me, I was skeptical, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have moved forward unless I felt I had a watertight case. I presented. I. I, I prepared all this like an attorney yeah okay like i'm gathering like i said it's like a murder mystery yeah 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 so you know uh please let me know what you think guys yeah and sam okay uh can we do a quick spoiler thing because i want to hear more about your thoughts it's friday
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, here we go. There we go. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. Okay, so you tell me. You got to be honest with me. Yeah. Right, now, I gave you a Blu-ray copy. Yeah. I, I want you to review the film. Yep. Okay? And I want you to say, when I when I ask people to watch this, all right? Yes, they. I've gotten some great feedback thus far. Yep. Okay, but what I'm really interested in is what doesn't work for you. What doesn't work for the viewer? Yeah. Because I want to be able to hone my responses as I go along. So after everything you've seen in the film, yeah, was there anything that you were like not sold on? Yeah. The the if there's anything I'm not sold on, it's the lack of the lower thirds. Because <laughs> when when I see folks come on the screen, I immediately, I'm a visual guy. I want to mm-hmm. want to acknowledge them, and especially if they've got some kind of position of prestige. So. It was never addressed, right? If you were, if you were, there was a way to say, we'll, we'll get to that, right? But listen to this first. That would have taken away that um, that concern. I, I kept waiting. I'm like, are they gonna ever <laughs> put put the guy's name on the screen? <laughs> but but I understand your choice. I think it's gonna. Um, it's it's going to set some people off though. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. and that's that's expected. I I really just meant with with the the research that was presented. Yep. Is there anything you don't buy? <sighs> um, no. I think coming into the conversation, I was prepared and already believing that there was at least single cellular and possibly multicellular cellular life on Mars. Whether that translated to um, any higher order forms or whether when we get there we might find something more significant and, and visible from the, the, the human eye kind of perspective, I don't know. But again, I've been very frustrated that all of our space exploration has been stunted since the 90s. We got so wrapped up in you know space shuttle and satellites and stuff like that that we didn't care about the moon or exoplanets or any, you know the the other planets or anything like that. All right, all right. So listen, let's let's do this a different way. Yeah. Okay. Lightning round. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw things at you. Yeah. And you give me your impression. Sure. All right. We're in yep. spoiler territory yep. here. Yep. It yep. May not even be a spoiler. But yep. Okay. Carl Sagan, as you know, in yeah. his Cosmos TV series, showed us pictures, and he said, "Look at these things. These look like pyramids." Yeah. And we show updated photos of these structures. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't know how you call that a mountain or a volcano when you have geometry yeah. and symmetry. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for you know uh, give them their close up. We'll see. Okay, so maybe yeah. it doesn't work for you so much. I don't know. It's, it doesn't work for me. It's um, I I want boots on the ground. We all do. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to take a closer look? Hundred percent. I, I, like I said, uh, when Elon started saying that he was gonna, you know, have passenger trips to Mars, I, I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm not going, but I'll fund a couple people's trips." <laughs> you know, there's a couple bunch of people I would send to Mars, but I want, I want scientists, I want poets, I want photographers. Meaning to say, for, yeah, for you to just write it off as a mountain or yeah. a volcano seems a little dismissive. I don't know. I I I think that I don't have enough evidence one way or the other that something couldn't be naturally formed that way. Mm, 
Okay. Weather, I mean, the weather is incredibly different there with the uh, with little, little to no atmosphere. I don't I don't know how that might affect you know formations and things like that. So uh, Michael, my partner, did mm-hmm. not want me to include the parrot. Do you remember the parrot? I do remember the parrot, and uh, I remember t- uh, the leading up to the parrot, the talk of the the face and the paridolia and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I would love it if if that were formed by some other intelligence, um, but I, I need more evidence. Yeah, yeah. I just found it compelling of the. Oh, I think I think you do a great job of of you know making the case. Um, is is it conclusive? I don't think anybody would say so. But, no, not none but, of this is conclusive. Yeah. But we just say we want to take a closer oh, look. Oh, 100%. Because if it's got yeah. 22 points of anatomical correctness. Yeah. Yeah. What's that mean? I don't know if that's nothing. I no, it's may, not may nothing. Maybe not be something, but yeah. it, but right now it doesn't seem like it's nothing. Yeah. I know it's silly as hell. Trust me, Michael, if you're listening, I know it's silly. <laughs> but why a parrot, Brian? <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Okay, so we talk about appearance of Yeah. Uh the the face, obviously, we we, yeah. we present uh it doesn't not an artistic perspective. Yeah. Whether or not it looks like a face, okay? Yeah. Yes, it, it looks like a face. Whether yeah. or not it's intended to be a face, well we analyze it from a, a, a geometrical, a symmetrical, and a fractal analysis yeah okay when we say fractal what are we talking about we're talking about when you look at a satellite image of what's down on earth Mm -hmm. trying to differentiate when a computer's trying to tell the difference between a tree and an airplane okay it's trying to identify anomalies yes and the face relative to everything else in the area is not like anything right so fractally it's it's an anomaly so yeah so again on on the on the same scale mm. i would say that you make the best case that can be made for that but the jury's still out on that one for always me. yeah i totally agree yeah totally agree. but let's send somebody all right let's so, send elon I'll, I'll fund his trip uh, let's go yeah um the electrical discharge don't remember that part. Mm, okay. There's a lot in there. You might have to go back and watch yeah. this again. Yeah. Well, for, I'm definitely going to do it with before, the with the reviewing. Blu-ray, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the desert sequences and, and what that what those were supporting, do you remember what that was about? No, it's I'm sorry. You know what? Then you yeah. just you should just go watch. I I sort of remember something uh that was similar to the um uh the mud Flat forming in a in our local desert it, it, was that related? I, I don't remember the mud flat. Yeah, so uh, I've seen a number of different YouTube videos on um, how uh, structural looking formations were actually created by natural phenomena, mm-hmm. and it seems similar to that mm. if, if I remember right. Uh, well, this the, the electrical discharge has to do with the scarring of the planet. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the loss of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah. That is one of two explanations sure. that we yeah, present yeah. as loss of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one is... is sure. So, anyway, maybe maybe we should just call it... Yeah, right yeah, yeah. So... Because, um, like I said, it does reward repeat. Yeah, and no, no, no. My, my take on the causation of the, um, the loss of the atmosphere... Um, was less convinced than the fact that there was 
prior atmosphere and the the high likelihood of at least some form of life there. Mm. Um, I think way more research is necessary to 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 find the smoking gun. Yeah, Does, is that fair? Of course, totally fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my take on it. And that's that is the point we're trying to make. Yeah, let's let's go. NASA, we love you. <laughs> we're ready. We're ready for answers. We're ready for answers. Yeah, there's societally, some, individually, uh-huh. scientifically, philosophically. There's some things we gotta look at more closely and not just put to the side and pretend yeah. like it doesn't exist. Yeah. So sorry, sorry if I didn't recall the 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 uh, electrical that, smoking gun, but yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, hundred well, percent. That, that, that there's two smoking guns. Yep. That's one of them. Yep. The other one is the one I was more afraid of. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll watch again and uh, let just, you know where I stand watch. on that one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Brian, it's been awesome talking to you again. Um, man, I've missed having you on the show and, fun, and having your voice <laughs> and going back and forth on things. We're, so. we're, we're a good duo. I think so. Yeah, we, I always thought so. We, we might have to do more of this. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, I've got I, a, uh, a fridge full stocked of beer and I'll get some root beer and, you know, yeah. have better snacks next time. How's that sound? Yeah. Yeah. Are we doing a quick? Yeah, uh, we're going to do a good, bad, and the ugly. ugly. Let's make okay. sure we're, we're actually on the right sheet of music. So you ready? Oh, I'm ready. You, you've missed this? Yes. Oh. oh it sounds so <laughs> good. <laughs> Not as good as Swarm, maybe, but no, it's no, still no, pretty it's good. I've <laughs> <laughs> missed, missed doing this with you. I'm even going to let you go first, Brian. Oh, man. Okay. Because I don't know your choice. No. You know mine. Yes, I do. All right. Uh, you know, after I moved to Washington, I wasn't able to keep up with Marvel in the theaters. Okay. Avengers Endgame was the last thing I saw in the theaters. Yep. I had to catch up on Blu-ray. To be fair, that was sense. still the high mark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> one of the <laughs> best movies ever. Uh, so, let's talk... Um, I just I just shoot it out, right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me, we're tell du- me, don't tell me what you thought. No, don't, don't tell me. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk <clears throat> Eternals. Okay. I have thoughts. Not particularly good. Um, I was not familiar with uh the storyline beforehand. I was familiar with the cast, and I had trouble separating the the cast prior contributions to what they were doing uh and i really didn't like the ending uh i thought that uh they had a really intriguing place that they could go with that storyline um and they missed their shot but do i think that brian thought that that was good bad or ugly (sighs) i love this game dude oh I think you're going to think that this was a good movie because I think you're, you're, you have a perspective on this stuff that a lot of other fans and home theater folks don't have. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, yeah. Um, this movie, <clears throat> this, this movie, um, you know, when I first, I first got excited when Richard Madden yeah. was cast. Yes. Okay. And then you see these pictures of, uh, his name Kum- 
Camille, I could, Camille Nagiani. Yo, yeah. Is that, is that yeah, a, right? Yeah. He's getting all ripped. ripped. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is this? Wasted. This guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this, this storyline of these eternal beings. Yeah. Right? Who witnessed all this chaos and did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they did nothing about the Nazis, Brian. <laughs> Ange- Go ahead. Angelina Jolie. Yes. Angelina Jolie, she was in this? <laughs> yes. Okay. And this, they're, they're throughout time and these celestial beings. Mm-hmm. This... Had a recipe that was quite promising. Mm-hmm. For me, this was a bad movie. <laughs> okay, all right, we agree. Borderline ugly. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe you'd come in with a different perspective, but you're backing me up on my thoughts. So I we're really good. wanted to like this movie. Yeah. 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 I couldn't. I there was a lot of criticism as to the the whole LGBTQ mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. That's not my main issue. Yeah, it's not life. even the top ten issues of this movie. Meaning, I'm saying that's not my main issue in life. Yeah. Is trying to, you know, argue one way or the other on this. Yeah. I get where the criticism's coming from. Mm-hmm. It does seem a little forced, Marvel. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the comic book characters were, if they were adapted into, like, if, if they were this and they changed them just for the movie. Yeah. I don't know what that decision making yeah. was like. I wasn't even aware of any controversy there, so. <clears throat> it just seemed like it was a distraction mm. from the movie. Uh there was one character who had a, a homosexual relationship, okay? Yeah. I don't know why that was necessary. Was that yeah. part of the original story? I don't know why it was necessary yeah. and I didn't buy it. I didn't buy what they were selling me. Mm. Like, what's the reason for this? Well, I think that there's been a movement for like representation and things like that, which which I applaud if it's done organically. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. Okay. For me, this is just a little. Yeah. It, I wasn't offended by it. Yeah. I was distracted by it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think Kumil Nanjiani looked ripped, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to see this guy shit up yeah and he right? doesn't and he holds out his little fingers and goes pew 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 yeah and he shoots lasers out of his it's fingers like, what's the point why yeah. did he get all ripped for yeah. that if he's gonna cover up that whole body with yeah. the space suit and shoot yeah. stuff out of his fingers i don't get it what the hell like what's the point and, he's, and he hasn't done anything to show it off since either right i mean i don't know Is i mean i haven't seen him in anything since I did like him in the other uh, sick movie. What was it? Uh, oh, his own movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Big Sick. The Big Sick. That, that was fantastic. Was great. Yeah, but I mean, he's that was also semi-autobiographical. Oh, you know, so. he's making joke about knowing his terrorists. You know, like uh, with the parents when he's interacting with the parents at yeah, the yeah. table. Like, uh, anyway, it, it was well written. Yes. Well, well acted. Yes. Um, there's lots of great visuals to this movie. Mm-hmm. Are they are they coming? Are they making another Eternals? I don't think so. Are they so. coming back in no, another? No, I think they Avengers? bombed so bad. Yeah, I, I don't know how they salvaged that movie. I I think they forget it. They bury it. <laughs> What'd you think of the ending? I thought it was Galactus coming. You tell me Galactus is coming, and I get all kinds of. 
crazy about it. And I looked to my nephew. I'm like, that's Galactus, right? He's like, no, that's this other dude that I never fucking heard of. I got to be honest with you. I was waiting for the movie to end. I can't remember the Okay. I, it, yeah, there's it like... It make enough of an impression yeah. on me to like care. Well, I mean, the whole, yeah, the whole point was that they were there preparing for these mega titans to show up kind of deal. Yeah. And it wasn't... I wasn't remember the statue coming out yeah. of the water, yeah, which was kind of neat visually speaking, yeah. and then it just freezes there. And I'm yeah. like, okay, are we ever are we going to address that in another Marvel yeah. movie? Why there's mm. this giant thing in the ocean? No, no, no. I also didn't think it was big enough. I thought that was quite small. It should have been yeah. bigger <laughs> for what they were setting it up yeah. as. You know, I thought it was like the harbinger of Galactus, right? Which would have been awesome. Yeah, I guess by the end of the movie, I just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, concur. You know, uh, so. But again, great visuals at times. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there were some elements that were salvageable there and some elements yeah. to appreciate. Needs a Zack just... Snyder cut. Oh, <laughs> gosh, we may have to. Um, but uh, but you com- you contrast a movie like that in Marvel's new phase, yeah. right? Post-Endgame. Yeah. Okay. Technically speaking, that last Spider-Man movie oh, was, yeah. was after Endgame, right? Yeah. My God, if there was ever a way to do a perfect Spider-Man movie yeah. that didn't just, wasn't just a crowd pleaser for, t- when t- okay, when they, back up one second, when they yeah. first hired Tom Holland, yeah. like this young kid, I'm like, great, we're going so young with this Spider-Man, I don't yeah. want to see, I want Spider-Man, I don't want Spider-Boy, right? Yeah. okay, we've done the high school thing to death now, now, to my surprise, to my delight, Tom Holland ended up being quite perfect for this role, Yeah. okay, and the Spider-Man movies worked quite well. Yep. Very well. And good chemistry. Oh, good yeah. action. It's funny. Yeah. With uh, what's uh, John Favreau's character's name? Oh, not Lumpy. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Whatever. He, he's he's yeah. he's so funny. In this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mira Sorvino. Is, is that? No, 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 no. It's uh, my cousin Vinny. Um, yeah. It's not Mira Sorvino. No. Um, God. God name? Damn it! What's her name? Anyway, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful. Great. Zendaya and Tom have incredible chemistry. I didn't, I didn't and know Zendaya was a singer. She, oh yeah, she's a pop star. Yeah, but he can't. Her, but she's also got this great comedic timing. Yes, there's a whole lot that could have gone wrong there. Yes. Okay. No, uh, she's the real deal. But those movies work. Yeah. And the second one was was was, was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some funny moments. I didn't quite. What Jake Gyllenhaal was Oh, I love I, I love that 3D effect with the shattered glass and all it, that. It, that was amazing. It was good. It ended yeah. up just being a little too gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. It's a nitpick. Yeah. But then you get to this other Spider-Man movie where they they pay homage. We'll put it that way to the previous Spider-Man franchises. Yes. Yeah. In the most perfect. Yeah. Organic. Way. Right. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. It was like thank you, Marvel. Yes. For not forgetting that you've done this from the respecting. past. Respecting. Respecting. Yeah. We've been there since the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Toby, Andrew Gar- even Andrew Garfield, yep. right? Yep. People wanted to forget about Andrew Garfield. No, mm. we're going to bring him back too. Yep. I'm saying, how do you have two movies so at, at odds with one another yep. in terms of their quality of yep. writing? Yeah. Like, we got to get don't somebody know. back on control here. I don't know. Because things are getting out of control over there at Marvel. Did you see Shang-Chi? Yes. Did you like it? Not really. It it had high points. I think I think it was better than Eternals. It was better than Eternals. Yeah. 
Aquafina. I don't know what that why they kept keep. I love her. Casting her. Oh, I love her. She's great. She's fine. Yeah, a lot of people don't like her. No, they hate the Brooklyn accent coming from her and think that it's somehow disrespectful. I just, I just don't think she's got the the, uh, the natural talent for it. It comes across as too forced for me. Okay, have you seen Renfield? No. Got to go see Renfield, and I think you'll get a new appreciation for oh, her. Oh, yeah, sure. So maybe he's got something else going yeah. on. Because like an actor like Steve Carell, really fucking goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. When you okay. put him, when you put him in uh, the movie, the Wall Street movie with, with Christian Bale, uh, oh, The Big Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. The Foxcatcher with... Yeah, I haven't uh, seen that yet, but... Uh, Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo yeah. about the true story about the, the wrestling The wrestler coach. guy, yeah. He's great in yeah. that. I really like yeah. a serious Steve Carell. I yeah. don't like him with this. God, we can go on forever yeah. about this stuff. Anyway. All right, so you ready for my title? Yes. Barbie. Okay. Not with Oppenheimer, just Barbie by itself. Okay. I thought that was funny, though. Bar- Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, right. yeah. Barbie. What a... I have not seen it. Okay. I do want to see this movie. Yep. I hear that Margot Robbie purchased the rights to make a Barbie movie. Okay. Because she saw something in it. I even heard that Anne Hathaway uh, wanted to do it even earlier. Um, I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway says Margot Robbie, you know, she's yeah. glad she did it. Yeah. So Margot Robbie had the rights, was looking for a director, approached yeah. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. That combination, yeah. Yeah, and Greta Gerwig gave us Lady Bird, gave us Little Women. Yeah, which I hated both of those. No, did you? Yes. Yeah, so Little Women. Let, let, let that go into your decision whether this was okay, better or Okay, thank you, thank you. Little Women, you know, I had no interest in the story, but I did dig the film mm-hmm. as a historical piece. Yeah. You know, Timothy Chalamet, he's a little too girly for me, mm-hmm. but I'll watch it. He's fine. Yeah. Okay. He's good in Dune. He he's a he's a he's he's a good actor. Yeah. So Barbie, it's got these incredible visuals. You got Ryan Gosling. I get the premise. They're all Barbies. They're all Kens, and it's got the it's a, it's a it's a visual treat. They had to address you know Barbie's image through the years. Mm-hmm. You know how how the image has been modernized. Yes. Now does this work? Was it funny? Was it forced? I don't know yet. Um. Uh, it's it's a gamble. I'm gonna go with good. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yes. Okay. So, um, Barbie uh, is not what you expect of it. Um, yes, they address um, Barbie's influence in the real world as seen through the lens of a alternate bar a Barbie reality. Um. That starts off very one-dimensional. And I have um, guests from the show, including uh, Todd Rice, who said that they they jetted out at 10 minutes in. John Rice? No, John Rice is from Home Theater Forum. Todd Rice is my friend from from, um, New Jersey, uh, who's been on a couple different episodes. Um. About 15 to 20 minutes in, the facade of the Barbie world begins to unravel. And it bridges... I'm on the edge of my seat here. Yeah, it bridges um, from that faux 
uh, sickeningly syrupy, everything is perfect, everything is awesome, Lego world kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, that's it. And bleeds into the real world with multiple trips back and forth between the real world and um, the Barbie world, uh, between different combinations of characters. Again, I don't want to give too much away. Sure, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, and they begin to address the real human effects that Barbie has had in the world and against what was hoped for them, right? You know, the launch of feminism and the women would be equally empowered and be able to do any job and Mm -hmm. get as much respect and not be just seen as mothers and, and people hidden in the background. Um, but also, and I'm sure that Greta Gerwig is a, a big part of this, uh, addressing the the ill effects of the patriarchy and what, um, how introducing the patriarchy into the Barbie world might change that. Mm. And then they have a beach off and <laughs> at the end somehow bridge it all back together. So yes, it's it's a very... Very, Lib- good, very good description, by the way. It's a very liberal take on the, the Barbie ethos, mm. um, the ills of the world as seen through the lens of the patriarchy. Um, but it's also viciously funny. Uh, but you have to, again, be willing to suffer through the, the, the saccharine part of it to get to the heart. And that's a bridge too far for a lot of people, including friends of mine. Um, I think it's a brilliant, subversive film aimed at young girls to wink and a nod, yes, this world sucks and you are not an equal participant in it as much as we might wish that that were so, but it's getting better and you have to work for it and that sucks but working for it is worth it. And I think it's a it's a good movie. I don't know that it's a great movie, but I think it it's one of the best movies of 2023. And Margot Robbie's absolutely brilliant in it. Doesn't um she puts a, she goes on a journey and, you know, learns that, you know, Life is not as simple and awesome as, you know, the comic books and bar- and dolls and TV shows might advertise to kids, mostly young girls. Um, but there's still a place for it that we that can be can be pretty awesome. Mm. And um, I think it's I think it's unfortunate that the um, the facade lasts so long. And again, I don't want to give anything mm-hmm. away about how it becomes unraveled. Mm-hmm. Um, again, brilliant and subversive the way it gets stuck in there and then spirals out of control from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um what was the movie last year? Something, Don't Worry Darling, something like that. Do you, you don't remember that one? Mm-hmm. Um, 
very similar journey, if very different visually and stylistically, but kind of the same heart, you know, that, you know, um, that there's evil under the gloss of, you know, mm. perfection. Who was in that? Uh, ScarJo, maybe? No. Oh. Uh, We'll we'll put the trailer in the it in came the show last year. Yeah, last year or the year before. Oh. Um, Pine, Chris Pine, I think maybe. Mm. Really good, uh, one time viewing kind of movie, mm. um, because you know everything becomes, you know, it's like the 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 magic is lost if you know the secret at the end kind of deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I would recommend Barbie to anybody and especially to those that need it <laughs> that need it that need it yeah those that are you know convinced that everything remains awesome and that you know um we have equal rights at home what, what do we need to go out and get them in the movie theater you know that mm. kind of deal and again not to put too too big a, mm. a political spin on it but mm-hmm. but there are people that need to take some of these lessons to heart yeah Oh, yeah, for sure. And there's going to be critics on this kind of subject matter, of course. I mean, yeah, and, and people are just putting their fingers in their ears, la, 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 I can't hear you kind of deal with yeah, it, too. And, uh, and there's always going to be that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I got to tell you, Sam, this is one of these uh, titles that I did pick up on Black Friday. Oh, did you? Oh, <laughs> nice. Did. did you get the di- You got the disc? Oh, you did- yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. I watched it for free on free on either Max or Paramount, whichever mm. it came mm. out on it. So the the day after they announced that it was up there, because I've been meaning to get the disc. I still have the disc for Oppenheimer. It's been out. I didn't since. either. Well, yeah, first of all, they sold out. Yeah, but yeah, second, yeah. I wanted to get the, the UHD, but it was like yep. 45 bucks. Yeah, 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 like, Be- because eh. they sold out, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'll wait till next year. Plus, so, Oppenheimer is, is, again, arguably one of those movies that, you know, in my opinion, yeah. I don't know if you need to watch it more than once. No, but I want to watch it in this theater and compare it to what I saw. And yeah. I'm, so I, for I, sure. Yeah, of course. I, I want to have a copy of that, but I don't need to see that every year. Yeah. I am interested in the three hours of bonus features, though. Oh, okay. Didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I want to see. I like that kind of stuff. That helps inform me about, yeah. about how to be a the, filmmaker. Yeah, the decisions. I so much. Oh, 100%. I've had 30 years of that. And yeah. I haven't been motivated to go out and make a film the way that you did, but I would like to think that I could. A few things. <laughs> a few things. Number, if you're inspired, yeah, and you got just the basics of tech, you can throw something together. Yeah. I assure you. Yeah. Okay. You hear that, kids? Brian says we can do it. Yeah. Uh, the, you asked me if there's anything I regret leaving off. Yeah. It would have been nice to do a commentary. I didn't yeah. do a commentary. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't Leave know it I all on screen, Brian. Yeah, we're yeah. Th- this is the commentary. Right yeah, here. yeah, okay. you got it right here. So, so Barbie. First of all, listen to you. You're like, is that your final? It's, of course, that's my. <laughs> I know what you were gonna say, and that's exactly what you said. Oh come on, I'm not that predictable, am I? No, but you are. You are. Uh, you can see through the nonsense. Yep. I, th- I think so. You're an educated film watcher, Sam. Well, I think I have a little bit more empathy than a lot of people give me credit for. Yeah, yeah. and you you understand that 
there's sure there's the obvious like you say that everything is awesome effect of barbie which which is kind of the immediate appeal of the movie yeah but with a filmmaker like greta gerberg even though you didn't like her previous stuff yeah you know that she's going to put thought into it. Oh, 100%. I, 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 I have immense respect for her despite not liking those two mainstream movies. That mm-hmm. she's I didn't like Lady Bird so much. Yeah. I think I didn't like the character. Like the character. Yeah. I, I love the yes. the aesthetics yeah. and the, the, the heart behind it, but not the character. Yeah, the character was unlikable. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. by definition, yeah. Yeah, but so I think you explained it in a really non-spoilery effective way and from the promotional material i saw i i think that that's basically what i understood about it too so i can't wait to watch it yeah uh, and i'll get to it soon but yeah man i i, I think that uh i expected you to, to say something like what you did okay based on what i the little i knew about it and what i know you can see in it yeah well thank you i appreciate that mm-hmm. all right any final words oh man hey it's nice to be back, so to yep. speak. You know, hopefully this isn't the last time I'm on the show. No, not 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 if I have anything and to talk, say about. Obviously, talking movies is great. Yeah, anytime. I got to see more movies. Yeah, I want to see more movies. Maybe well, I mean, maybe we'll come up and watch it on this. Yes. Awesome screen here. Yep. Anytime you like. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. All right, Brian. It's been absolutely awesome having you back, um, and especially right here in. You know, face to face. I I think we should do more Heck podcasts yeah. like that. Yes, dude. You know the uh, your mic the, sound the, good. This well, thank you, good. thank you. Uh, it it's all in the the process. Uh, you know, the roadcaster does it mm. itself. I I didn't do anything special. Plus, you just sound great to you begin got, with. You got pro tech here, man. Well, and we uh, ping pong pretty well. Yeah, we do. I don't think we cut each other off half as much as we used to do virtually. Oh, no. This, this is a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You get the visual cues and everything. Yeah. Well, Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure having you back. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Yeah, me too. A man. lot of people at Home Theater Forum have been asking, what's going on with Brian? Is he coming I'll, back? I'll come back. I'll, I'll chime in. All right. Well, I'm, I'm you know. Resurfacing. But, yes. I love it. Well, good to have you back. Thanks, man. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Everybody, go rent. Bye. Red Planet Blue, Blue Planet Red. Blue Planet Red. Blue Planet Red. Blue. Blue Planet Planet Red. Red. With with, uh, 35 minutes of bonus uh, information and subtitles and absolutely stonking music. You're going to love it. Yeah, we'll put a 20% discount link up there and some other links too. Awesome. I'll see you guys online. Thanks, Brian. I can't wait for more people to see this, and I hope it gets the exposure it deserves. Thanks, man. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All see right. you all later. Later, everybody. Have a great Christmas or alternate holiday of your choice, and a very, very happy New Year. We are out. Later. <laughs>